Welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast with Sargam the energy guru I help successful people connect with their inner abundance using principles of energy to unlock their true potential helping them create massive success in their personal and professional life so that they can live their greatness I firmly believe that abundance is a state of being and each one of us can tune to create a life of prosperity and happiness welcome to the show hi sahil welcome to the millionaire way podcast so happy to have you finally on the podcast i'm so happy to be here such a pleasure thank you and uh, with that bright smile you know um, i want to know how did you start on this uh, journey of entrepreneurship and uh, you know why you do what you do so entrepreneurship i would say it's really the environment that i grew up in you know i grew up my father's an entrepreneur and so i just grew up in that world you know he was he would invite me to the office many times and i would go as a child and you know meet his customers and uh go on holidays when he went on business trips so i was very much he was very involving he was very inclusive with the children with myself and my sister and as a result of that i just felt that that's how life is in fact i did dabble in the corporate world i did dabble in working for other people mm-hmm. and i did that for four and a half years you know but i quickly realized that wasn't me maybe it's this my self limiting beliefs maybe it's you know the environment i grew up in and i just believe that this is how life should be mm-hmm. um but you know entrepreneurship comes with its ups and downs right i mean you yeah. have a lot of responsibility you're taking care of an entire business and not perhaps just a division or one area of a company you're responsible for the you know feeding everyone else's mouth before yours gets fed but at the same time you have flexibility right. you know i don't have a 9 to 5 job i go to work when it's right to go and i leave work when it's the right time to leave mm-hmm. and i'm able to schedule things the way i would personally like which is fantastic awesome so you know academically like if i see your journey you are an engineer right yeah. so so your journey from engineering to corporate world to entrepreneurship and now you know becoming an author you know um, how how do you define this journey and how how do you see it for yourself you know i the, the one thing i love about my academic years is my parents <clears throat> didn't force me to pick something because they felt it was the right thing to do. You know, you have many parents who say you must do what I did or must go to the same university or must do medicine, must be an engineer, must be, you know, business accounting, whatever it might be. My parents told me do what you enjoy. I was always fascinated with gadgets, right? That was just me as a kid. And I related that to electronic engineering and that's why I did electronic and electrical engineering and I ended up doing my masters in that as well. So I did something that I enjoyed not because it was expected of me but because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right? My first job, same thing. I I'm the one who decided. My parents gave their blessings, they supported me and I ended up being an investment banker. Right? And some people might go, well, what's the connect between an engineer um and an investment banker? And the funny thing is is that the invest the finance sector actually loves diversity and they love mathematicians engineers because they like the way we think 
So they were hiring. They said, look, we can train you the way we want and mold you the way we want to for what we do. But we can't change how you operate inside between your two ears. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they were hiring us for. Now, it didn't work out for me because I didn't, I realized that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and not be in the corporate world. But I, I, I still did it because I wanted to, right? Um, and there was a little bit of trial and error. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think at the age of 21, 22, I really knew what I wanted in life. And a lot of people were going there. The money was good. And I'm like, ah, oh, that, that looks, you know, it looks interesting. Let's just, let's go with the flow. Yeah. Uh, but over the years, I developed my own identity a lot, you know, a lot more. It became a lot more apparent, more strong. And then I started than trying to fit in. I started to say, let me stand out and let me be me. Great. So, you know, over, over this uh, journey, um, like I was going through the profile and uh, you know, something that I came across is your love for travel. You know, and uh, you are a passionate ma mountaineer. So all of that, you know, builds a very exciting profile. You know, when I see you, Sahil, as a person. So how does that happen? How did you, you know, want to take a mountaineering? You know, I, I, if I really dig deep, I've been thinking about this, and I realized that growing up, I was, you know, of Indian origin, but I grew up and I was born and raised in Belgium. Okay. Now, in Belgium, even though I spent the first 18 years of my life there before I went for university, I was still seen as and considered a foreigner, mm. right? Yeah. And when I went to India, which I thought was my ancestral home and, you know, my origin, they would also tell me I'm a foreigner. <laughs> so <laughs> essentially I didn't belong to any of these countries based on the, the, you know, the vision of those around me. And so I, 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 you know, I, I immersed myself in just understanding different cultures. And I was so blessed that because my father took us on his business trips and converted them into partial holidays as well, mm -hmm. I got to travel and see a lot of the world. Mm -hmm. And in that, I got to try different foods. I got to experience different cultures, different types of music. And I was just wowed by it. And because I wasn't so attached to being Belgian or Indian, I was more open to accepting the different cultures around the world. And today, if you ask me, where are you from? Mm -hmm. And it may sound cliched or sound odd, but I don't think I'm from any one place. I could really consider myself a global citizen. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I love travel because I get to experience all of me. Yeah. You know, there's so many parts of me I still haven't discovered. There's so many countries still to visit, but it, it enhances my uh, you know, perspective and really opens my mind. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Great, because I, I'm an avid traveler myself. I love traveling. And I saw so many synergies between our profiles that, uh, you know, sometimes I feel it's, it's the law of attraction it brings to you the people that really resonate and vibrate with you. So it's, it's interesting to see, you know, places like uh, Amazon, you know, visiting Peru, um, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro, you know, those are the kind of work that you've done. And it's quite interesting. Uh, to see, you know, how, how you work on uh, your, um, you know, mindset, uh, your skill set in order to become an entrepreneur that you are. So, you know, how would you say, how important is working on, on one's mindset in order to you know, scale the heights of success? 
personally and professionally. I didn't realize the importance until I had a breakthrough. And I would say today, if I want to make impact, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I was just coaching someone yesterday and he said, <clears throat> you know, we went through different areas of his life. It could be the men- mental space. It could be health, physical health. It could be relationships and it could be the environment that he was living in. Right. And <clears throat> we spoke about which areas was he feeling that he was lagging. This gentleman was overall in a very good place, but he had a certain purpose and he realized in order to meet that purpose, he had to improve in one or two of these areas, even though he's in a good space. So he was taking the time to invest in himself in order to fulfill his purpose at a higher level. So if we want to continue, if we want to make impact, if we want to serve, if we want to make a difference in the world that we live in, we must invest in ourselves. Because when we invest in ourselves and become a better version of ourselves, we have the ability to have a far greater reach and greater impact than we had before. So how important is it? Very. (laughs) Yeah, you know, most of the time when when we think about working on ourselves, we think in terms of education, academics. But now, you know, as both of us are engineers, you know, we've also taken a higher degree we realized that, you know, that was good. But now investing in ourselves, you know, whether it's um, getting a coaching or, you know, doing um, a learning about our own selves, you know, working on a mindset, heart set, soul set, you know, how important it is to to explore, you know, within. So, uh, you know, just um, moving on to your next, uh, you know, um, area which is your book which is you know break free and it talks about decluttering so why do you think decluttering is so important in our life you know um, and how can it help to to become you know better in what we do amazing and and all this ties in with what you just said <clears throat> my personal belief and i and i truly believe this for each and every global citizen is that we all are this light bulb and we're shining really bright. But for some reason over the years, a lot of clutter has developed in our life. Mm-hmm. And so essentially each piece of clutter is like this black cloth, you know, that is somewhat transparent. And that's been put on top of this light bulb. Yeah. And over the years, another one got added, another one got added, another one. And all of a sudden, you can't see the light anymore, mm-hmm. right? And what decluttering does it's removing anything that no longer serves any purpose in your life that you just seem to be dragging along with you. And then, so we start removing these black cloths and suddenly we start to say, Oh, this one is shining. No, they were always shining. No one stopped shining. They just had too much of these black cloths or dark cloths on the light bulb. And as we remove them by decluttering different areas of their life and removing things that no longer serve function or purpose in their lives they're allowed to shine bright and allow for the world to see that as well mm-hmm. beautiful and i think uh, so so according to Sahil, what are the symptoms you know when a person should actually go for decluttering you know or approaching or uh, you know an investment in in themselves 
you know, could, could you give some of the symptoms that people could be aware and think about, you know, seriously working on, on this side of their life? Yeah. So before I answer that question, I mean, I personally believe that everyone should have a coach, mm-hmm. you know, and I coach, I have a coach just because right. I coach doesn't mean I know everything. I need someone right. to, to help me see my blind spots, mm-hmm. to help me to grow. Because again, why do I invest in a coach? Because I want to have greater impact. And the better I become, the more impact I can make. In terms of symptoms, there's two aspects to this. One is there won't be any symptoms at all. But it's like this. At least you think there are no symptoms. But, you know, it's, I, I say, imagine if you're walking your whole life without shoes. Wow. Yeah? And you're walking on stone, on grass, on concrete, on different surfaces. Now, one day I come to you and I say, hey, here's a pair of, you know, really soft cloud feeling sneakers and you wear them and you go wow this is amazing so you know you don't have to have a problem in order to have a better result you could have been happy walking around barefoot but once you taste it better that's when you realize wow this is how life actually can be i don't want to go back i want to continue wearing these sneakers in my life So that's one side of it where you may not even believe you have symptoms. But on the other side, when it does get more severe, you might have, you know, your, your, your body is giving you messages. So you might be breaking out. Yeah. You might be lethargic. You know, you might be having short fuse. You might be losing your temper a lot more than usual. You might have challenges sleeping. You might have a lot of inflammation in your body. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. But the question is, are you listening? Are you aware? Right. You know, I remember when it was happening to me, I went to the doctor and the doctor would say, as per your reports and your blood tests, you're fine. Yeah. I didn't feel fine. And yet my report said I was okay. Mm-hmm. But it's because I didn't give up and I kept digging and I went through all sorts of different types of you know, practitioners. I finally was able to get down to how to treat some of the ailments that I had and treat some of the symptoms. Mm -hmm. So you can have symptoms, some of which I described, and in other cases, you're just living life, but you haven't tasted better. Mm -hmm. Beautifully said. And I think, uh, you know, uh, coaching, it's like, unless and until you've tasted or been with a coach, you will not know what you are truly capable of. You know, sometimes we, we don't value ourselves. We don't value our, our worth. But then there, there is this person who can bring out the best in you. And then you are living to a whole, a whole new purpose, whole new energy, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at sports. Yeah. The top performers who are number one and ranked in the world, they still have a coach. Yeah, they do. And I can even tell you, one of the most uh, successful leadership coaches, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, mm-hmm. He has someone who's holding him accountable on a daily basis as well, mm-hmm. right? So everyone can benefit from having someone else right. help them on their journey. Absolutely. Whether you want to call them a mentor, you want to call them a coach, you want to call them a confidant, whatever you wish to call them, that's all, that's secondary. But there is someone else that is helping you become a better version of yourself. Absolutely. So... You know, uh, uh, Sahil, you keep coaching so many people. If I, if I would have to ask you, what do you think is the energetic blueprint for success? You know, what, what creates successful people? 
So, you know, what are the three top qualities that you would have you know, seen across uh, being yourself a successful entrepreneur? Who do you think is the energetic blueprint for this? <clears throat> one, one element is definitely identifying and removing the clutter in your life. I mean, when, you, when you're carrying a lot, you know, I, I always give the, the, um, the analogy of my mountain climbs. Imagine if I'm carrying a lot of extra weight that doesn't serve any function or purpose for that climb to reach my summit. Now, it's going to take me longer. Mm -hmm. It's going to require more energy. And I reduce the chance of making it to the summit. So the same way, what are we doing in our lives that are preventing us from reaching our personal summits? You know, whether it's a summit for, for, for our, our mind, for our body, for relationships, whichever area it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when that's there, that, that, that it, it, your energy is not able to expand as much because it's being held down. Right. right? So that's, that's one thing. The second thing I see where energy is really uh, affected is fear. Yeah. You know, right now, if you look what's happening in the world, there's this fear that has engulfed our planet, mm -hmm. right? And that's, this fear has also, you know, through worrying, has reduced the, the energy levels of someone, right? It's not able to expand as far or be felt by others. And, you know, if I can just share one tool, yeah, I came across this and I said, it's, it's mind blowing. It's this whole concept that there's no reason to worry in life. Mm -hmm. yeah? And I love your smile, by the way, when I said that. And when, you know, when I heard this, I said, this person is crazy. How is that even possible? But here's the thing. Do you have a situation in life? No, easy, nothing to worry about. Do you have a situation in life? Yes. Can you do anything about it? No. If there's nothing you can do about it, then why are you worrying about it? you might as well accept it and just let it go. Yeah. And if there is something you can do about it, why on earth are you not doing anything about <laughs> it? Put a plan of action in place, right? Because right? I see a lot of people, they come and they worry about things that they have zero control over. And that's really affecting your energy as well. It does, yeah. Sure. You know? And I would say the third thing, which I see is a big one, self-love mm -hmm. you know a lot of people are so affected by what others think by judgment yeah that it's affecting their well-being and you know we spend so much time with ourselves it's it's important you know this is our most important relationship so mm -hmm. let's start putting in the time and effort to make this relationship rock solid so that we can do what we're supposed to do, which is greatness. Yeah. So, so my spiritual teacher says, you know, manifest your greatness in this lifetime itself. And, you know, to start off with, it is important to um, spend time with yourself. It is important to know your own self, your own potential, and then maximize on it. So I think, Sahib, you're doing a phenomenal job. But I'm sure, you know, there are times when sometimes we have to we our own energy goes down so how do you master your own inner game you know with all that you are doing all the wonderful things that you do so the i find that the most energy will get drained as well right there are people who are going to who are who reduce the energy <laughs> levels in you um 
maybe it's the weather. You're not happy with the weather. It could be how someone was driving on the road that made you upset. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. And so I came, I came across uh, two concepts that I really apply. Mm -hmm. And the first one is how do I energize myself? It's mm -hmm. almost like charging my internal battery to its maximum before I kickstart the day. You know, before I would wake up and I'd be running. I get the kids up, get them ready, drop them to school, come home, work out, get ready, go to the office, work, work, lunch, quick lunch, work, work, get home in time to put the kids to bed, have some wow. dinner, the missus, maybe some time for friends and family, go to bed. Ooh. I was on the run. Where was time for me? And, you know, if I wake up and I'm on the run, I don't know if I got a good night's rest. I don't know how energized I am. And maybe the kids say, I don't want to go to school today or I want to stay in bed now. Or, you know, yeah. the wife says something and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And, you know, the battery level is just constantly draining. And then before I even get to work, I'm like pretty much drained out. Mm -hmm. And how productive am I going to be in that day? How am I going to how good am I going to be with people? Not very. So I said, I need to take control of my life and I need to energize myself every morning. So I started with a morning routine mm -hmm. and I took control over my morning. So now I get up an hour before anyone else in the house and I spend that hour energizing myself. And that's done through movement where I do the Surya Namaskar. I do breath work. You know, I do Surya Namaskar to open up the body because it's been lying down and asleep for long, get the heart pumping. I, then I do deep breathing pranayam to get oxygen into my cells, into the body then I focus on meditation to balance the mind with the heart. Mm -hmm. And then after all of that, I get into journaling where I'm, you know, expressing my gratitude. I'm expressing how excited I am, positive affirmations, and, you know, just prioritizing the most important things that I need to do that day in order to get one step closer to my summit. And so when I end this morning routine, I am energized. Mm -hmm. Now, if you knock me down, you can knock me down, but my battery is still there. You know, and the other thing I found, which was a great exercise, is I got a little notebook and a pen and I carried it everywhere with me. And I said, I'm going to write down every time I complain. And I'm a pretty positive person. So I said, I'll, I'll probably fill in a few lines. I fill pages. <laughs> and a complaint could be anything. It doesn't have to be a verbal. Yeah. It could be a thought. I might say, oh, that AC is too, too strong. That's yeah. still a complaint. Right. And I recognized that I was complaining so much that I filled so many pages. And my aha moment was, oh my goodness, now that I'm aware, I'm going to start reducing the level of complaining. You can't eliminate it. Well, at least I can't. And now I've created space. One, I didn't let those things drain my energy. So that's also helping me on the energy front. And two, I created space for other things to enter. Right, Because all that complaining in one day might be 10 minutes, could be 15 minutes in total. But I just created space to bring in whatever I want. Love, hobbies, relationships, whatever it is. But I created that space. So that awareness is very important as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think awareness is the key uh, you know, to anything that you're doing. And I think that's why mindfulness is picking up so much in you know in the corporate world and in the personal space also because um, you know we've been we've been conditioned to live like machines you know to follow a routine mm -hmm. uh, you know to just 
but now you know with more and more awareness coming in people are more mindful you know you want to flow with life you want to just you know go with the energy and you know people who are actually working with that we see a different kind of uh, you know, energy radiating out of them a different aura right so so probably i think you know people will start appreciating uh, these subtle things in life that probably we've taken for granted for a long time in order to create a better life for ourselves so you know sahil with all that you described about your day to day how how um, you know easy or difficult it is for you to manage your personal life your relationships you know your uh, entrepreneur journey and your hobbies how do you do that the key is saying no <laughs> I, i know i know that's a very simple answer but you know i used to say yes to a lot of things now I, you know when you when you feel that you have a lot of time mm-hmm. at least when i felt i had a lot of time i took time for granted but when time was taken away from me you know whether through work whether through uh, family obligations whatever the reasons may be I realized the importance of time and time for me is one of the most important assets. It's one of the few things I'm never ever going to get back. Mm-hmm. So now I ask myself any time I have to do something is this adding value in my life? Yeah. You know, for example, is watching TV adding value to my life? Yes, it's entertaining. I'm sure there are shows there that are very interesting. Yeah. But it didn't really add any value to my life. And so one day I decided I'm going to stop watching TV. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be hard but it was super easy because I'm not really missing out on anything. Yeah, I'm missing out on entertainment. Yeah. But I'd rather get entertainment in spending quality time with my family and friends. I'd rather get entertainment through enjoying my hobbies and passions. Mm-hmm. And so do I watch TV now? A little bit. But yeah. I but i predominantly watch either with the kids because they insist that you know papa please watch this with us and that happens every now and again but otherwise i watch things which are educative i watch documentaries docu series yeah in areas in areas which i would like to learn so you know this you have to ask yourself is this serving is this aligned to where i want to go yeah right i've identified my summits in life So if if someone comes to me with something and it's not aligned with any of those summits I just politely decline. And of course yes there are times when you have to do something but you know what when you that's a few now. Right that's a few. It's not all the time every day. And so it's amazing because by removing the clutter in my life and saying no to a lot of things that don't serve any purpose in for me I've actually freed up a lot of my time and I'm enjoying hobbies and interests much more than I was before because before I had no time I was on the run mm-hmm. and because I invested in myself and realized where I want to go and what needs to be removed and what needs to be added I I'm now you know playing tennis again I'm I've started go-karting again because I used to you know race a lot as a child Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that i've brought back in my life that used to give me a lot of joy mm-hmm. you know i've started playing a musical instrument again so i'm like wow i mean this is great i, I love this yeah beautiful i think uh, you know um 
the joy lies in relationships. The joy lies in the little things, um, you know, that are close to our heart. Um, but in, in the race of, uh, you know, in the name of success and in the name of, uh, you know, well-being, most of the time, you know, you see people running to a gym or, uh, you know, spending time on things that they think are important. But uh, I think, really, you know, nurturing relationships with yourself and with others is what brings joy, a sense of community, you know, a sense of well-being comes from being together. And during this pandemic, I think most of us have realized that uh, the, the joy of being with family or, you know, being close to people is, is, is very, very important as a human being. You know, the human connect is very, very important. So you're right, you know, saying no and creating that quality time is, is so important. And saying no is tough, I know, but it's an art. And, you know, the more you practice it, the more you get better at it. So thanks for sharing that, Sahil. Absolutely. And, you know, look, all of uh, some people might say, oh, but, you know, uh, he, maybe he's single. He's not married. And look, I am. Okay. And I say no to the missus as well. You know what's happened with that? Because she, I would say, used to like watching a lot of shows. She still watches TV, but very little. I think even she's realized that it's not as important. But every now and again, she's like, oh, you know, watch this with me. You never watch anything with me. And I'd love to talk about it. And my answer is usually no. But every now and again, and, you know, in the last 12 months, I said yes to one show. And I said yes, because it was eight episodes. So it was short. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can manage eight. And then after, at the end of it, I said, sweetheart, I love you. That show added no value in my life whatsoever. Um, don't ask me till next year. So, <laughs> but we respect each other. Yeah. Right? And, and the, the key here is being consistent. Right? Because I, even as a parent, as a, as a spouse, as a child, I would say yes sometimes. I would say no sometimes. And then people, they get confused or they get upset because they, then they think that, oh, look, this time it's, he doesn't want to spend time with me or whatever the, whatever the thoughts yeah. are that are going through their head. And I found, is this better to be consistent? So know your own boundaries. Absolutely. Right? Know your own boundaries. I mean, I, 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 I go to bed early because I love waking up. So when I'm at a friend's house and, you know, at, at 9.30, I say, I got to go home. They don't question it because they know it's consistent. It's always the same. Unless if it's a birthday or something, you know, one-off occasion. So no one questions it because they know Sahil goes to bed by 10 or 10.30. So he has to leave at this time because he values his morning routine. But because there's consistency and it's part of my belief structure, people respect it. But if I'm wavering between yes and no and yes and no, like a pendulum, mm -hmm. it's going to cause clutter in, in relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more, see, the more you value your time, the more you value yourself, you know, you will see a reflection of that in others. So you're also creating an environment where people are able to, you know, um, respect their own time and, uh, you know, their, their uh, commitments. So it's, it's a good example that you are setting for other people because, you know, sometimes we are not aware that this is needed. But when we see others, we are always appreciative of it. So yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, like I'm, I'm really inspired by you, Sahil, you know, and this, um, this conversation that we are having, you know. Uh, so 
you know, going forward, what is it, you know, when, you, when you're doing uh, coaching, uh, the one-on-one coaching, what is it that you want your clients to, um, you know, maybe remember you for or, you know, see an impact in their life? What is it that one thing that probably you think is important when a client comes to you and uh, asks for coaching? Yeah, one of the most, most important things for me is to listen. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not about what I want for them. It's about me asking the right questions so that they can discover themselves. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know who you are supposed to be, but I can certainly have questions for you to help, to help you to find out who you are supposed to be mm-hmm. and what you can achieve in your life. So it's all about listening. If I listen, I can ask the right questions. It's yeah. not my agenda. It's your agenda. So the focus, you're the star of the show, uh-huh. right? And, and that's very important. I am not the star of the show. I just have the tools that I can share with you to help open up your mind mm-hmm. and your heart. And your heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Sahil, do you also have a spiritual side to you? And if, if yes, what is it? You know, it's the short answer is yes. Um, <laughs> as an engineer, I fought it though. I really did. Mm-hmm. And because my world was ones and zeros, yeah. it was black and white. And if anything could not be proved by science, I would discount it. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the divine, the universe, you know, God, I mean, whatever you wish to call it, was always sending me signals. But because I was so top heavy with my mind, just it has to be logic, I was blocking it. And I wasn't fulfilling, or maybe that was part of my learning, but I was not listening. I was not seeing. And I realized very quickly that there's, there's a whole world that cannot be explained And then I asked myself, I said, Sahil, just because science cannot explain it, does it mean it does not exist? Mm -hmm. Could it not be that we don't have the tools to understand it because we haven't reached that level of intelligence yet? Yeah. You know, if if, if you could go back in time and tell your great grandmother that you're going to hold something in the palm of your hands that is so powerful that it could it could be used to launch a rocket into space. She'd say, you're crack, yeah. nuts. So just because it cannot be explained doesn't mean that it's not possible. And so I opened myself up. I said, I'm limiting myself to my five senses. And I realized that even with open eyes, I was blinded. So I started to feel rather than see and touch and when I say feel, I don't mean physical. Mm-hmm. Feel meaning the energy that, you know, around me. And I started to understand people better. I could read them differently because I'm focusing not more on, only on what they say, but the energy of that person. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling the energy of nature, you know, Mother Earth around me. And I came to realize that there's this huge complex world that exists that I, I, I was blocking and I... I, I I've been a fool and I want to now be a part of it. And I want to be open to receiving. So you don't know what you don't know. 
And so that's when my, my, you know, that was my entry into <laughs> spirituality. And um, wow, it's, it's been fascinating. So any, any specific ritual that you follow, like you said, you, you do your uh, Surya Namaskar. Apart from that, you know, is there any practice that, that you do and you would want to share that is really worth you? I, you know, the, 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 the simple and short answer to this is a heightened state of awareness. Mm -hmm. It's really pausing. It's making sure that I, you know, many times we get emotional, right? Yeah. And that emotion could be positive or negative. It could be either side. Right. But when we're in a heightened state of emotion, we lose control. I always say that in general, you're the horse and the horse rider. Mm -hmm. In general, you can, you're the horse ride and you control the horse where you want it to go and what speed. But once your emotions go high, you become the horse and you become a wild animal. And then in my case, at least, I'd look back and go, ooh, I wish I didn't say that or I wish I didn't do that. So when I realize that my emotions are going high, I will practice breath work to bring me back. And I would just pause. I would just keep breathing deep breathing until I get back as the horse rider. Yeah. And then in, in that state, not in my emotional state, but in a heightened state of awareness, I would start to feel things around me. And I would ask questions and I would set intentions. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've had questions where I've asked, I've asked the universe that, you know, to guide me in a particular area. And that, that answer would come some way or the other. But if I'm not, in a heightened state of awareness, I'd be missing those messages. They would just be zipping by me. Yeah. So that has helped me tremendously. Mm -hmm. It's get back to being the horse rider, ask questions and set intentions, and then wait patiently and listen. And by listening, I don't mean with your ears, feel it. Feel it. And you will get the answers in some way, shape or form. Maybe someone meets you and all of a sudden this opportunity that you were looking for just pops up. Maybe you were thinking of someone and that family member emails you or calls you. I mean, it could be so many different things. Yeah. Maybe you're deciding between, should I buy a house or an apartment? How is that gonna affect my life? And maybe you know, a broker calls you up and says, I know you've been searching for a house a long time and here's the house of your dreams. I don't know. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. But it's by, if you're not in a heightened state of awareness, then what happens is you're usually just reacting in life. Absolutely. Rather than consciously responding. And you know, um, the, more, the more you acknowledge that this is happening in your life, the more signs or the more, uh, you know, things you see um, happening for you. So basically everything is happening for you. But when you miss out on those signals, you know, you think that life is just happening to you. And, and that is where you're missing out on, on this beautiful game of life where everything is supporting in order to, you know, make you your greatest version. So, so yeah, beautifully good, uh, Sahil. I mean, if I may share a story, you know, a personal story, just to highlight the point. So... I started this journey of decluttering, but I didn't know where it was going to go. And there's a spiritual leader that my, my, um, 
my father-in-law follows. Um, you know, and and he's he, wonderful person, right? But with my top heavy mind, I was like, spiritual leaders, not for me, not my thing. But I enjoyed his company. He had he he, he had amazing things to say and it made a lot of sense. And um you know, during my father-in-law was really pushing him to come to our house in Dubai, you know, when on his trip to the UAE. And he came because my father-in-law pushed him and because he was a, you know, a, a devout follower. And, you know, at the end of the talk, which we thoroughly enjoyed, he, you know, did this thing and manifested something and gave it to me. Now, again, I, you know, I was like, this is all hocus pocus. I don't know <laughs> this. And, and I, I, I looked at it, I, I didn't really recognize what it was, I asked a few people, they didn't recognize what it was, and I put it away. During the next few months, and oh, as, as he left, he said, Sahil, this time I came because your father-in-law invited me. Next time I'll only come if you call me. Okay. So fast forward a few months, and I've already started becoming more open, because as I started removing clutter in my life, a lot of amazing things started to happen, which I could not explain. So... I'm, I'm now in my father-in-law's house in the US in the summer. And, you know, I wake up early before anyone else. And I go over to uh, the room across the hallway, which is where I was doing my morning routine, which included the reading, the meditation, etc. And I get this inner voice telling me, stop. Go down to the library. I said, okay. Now, in the past, I would have ignored that. But I said, now I'm open to, I, I, I've opened myself to receiving. Maybe th there's a reason behind this. Let's go. I go down to the library. And I continue reading my book there. It says, and then I got this inner voice, stop. Scan the library. There's a book here for you. And so all the books are like this on their side. Yeah. It's not with the front cover where I can see what it is. Mm -hmm. And so I'm scanning through. And then one book is like staring at me. Mm -hmm. And this is also when I'm trying to figure out my purpose in life, by the way, right? So I pick up the book and it's this book that's called The Jane Way of Life. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, because I'm not religious at all. And, you know, it's a book that, but as I started to read it, I said, I'm not going to question it. I'm going to read it. I started reading it and I realized it wasn't focusing so much on rituals which is why, by the way, I was against religion because that was for, kind of pushed on me as a child. And I, 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 for me, I needed explanation. But this one focused on the way of life. This particular book focused on the way of life. So even if you remove the Jane part, I mean, anyone who picks it up can be, this is a good way to live life. And as I'm reading, I see this symbol and I go, hey, I've seen this before. It's the one that I was given. Oh, wow. And so it's a hand. And which means stop, like pause, right? And in the middle here, it's written ahimsa, which is for anyone who doesn't understand what that means, it's nonviolence. Yeah. And that's when my mind just went into like fireworks, right? I mean, it was not, it was an explosion, like in a good way. And I got my purpose in life mm -hmm. because I was already partially vegan but that was more for health reasons then i'm like i love all living things plants mm -hmm. animals 
people, it doesn't matter if it's living, I love it. And from that minute, I stopped anything that involved killing of animals to the best of my ability, of course. I mean, you know, there's certain things you don't know, but I stopped all animal products, no leather, you know, no um, uh, food items. I, I stopped buying and uh, uh, receiving flowers because it's like, you know, you cut it and you kill the plant. There's a lot of changes that I made in my life immediately. But now it was with purpose. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to think, oh, I love that pizza. I love that, you know, that, that paneer. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is now my purpose. And that's why I do what I do because I found that when you remove the clutter in your life, you get peace on the inside. And if you want peace on the outside, it's only going to happen if you have peace on the inside. Because once I had peace on the inside, the world around me, which was pretty much the same, became a lot more beautiful. Yeah. And so that's now what I practice with other people. And to complete the story, I found out he was coming back to Dubai. I have no way to connect with him. I don't, I don't have a phone number. He doesn't have an email address or anything. And in my mind, I said, Guruji, this time I, I invite you to my house. And by the way, he, like any Guruji that you may meet, everybody wants them to come to their house, right? Yeah. I get a call out of the blue. And I even asked my father-in-law and he said, no, I have nothing to do with it. And I got a call out of the blue. The committee that organizes his trip while he's in Dubai contacted me and said, hey, would you like to be, because you know, you held him at, you had an event at your house and it was more young people and it was very good. Do you want to be a part of the team? I'm like, okay, interesting. And so I said, yes. And then in the committee, there are, I think six members and we, they were putting a program together for four evenings and everybody wanted him to come yeah. to their home. And I'm the new kid on the block, right? And I'm the youngest in the committee. Everyone else is much older than I am. You know, many of them, even my father's age. Yeah. And so, you know, I just kind of held back and said, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to say too much, but in my mind, I told him, I said, Guruji, I invite you to come and bless our home. And in the committee, they decided that one of the evenings would be at my house. Wow. And, and then I went to pick him up to bring him to the home. And he said, you know, I'm glad that you invited me back. And so we can, you know, people might say coincidence, fine, if that's what you believe and you don't wish to understand that there's this whole spiritual energy world that we can't see, but we can feel that exists out there. But I mean, I just gave you a glimpse of something that has happened in my life. And I have many such stories. So there you go. Beautiful. Yeah, these are things probably, you know, I started writing my Monday, Miracle Monday stories. And I, I started documenting these coincidences that were happening in my life. And as you share, uh, you know, things with your self, I feel it's so important um, you know, to for people to know that all of this is happening and this is happening with rational people, you know, engineers. <laughs> so it's not a woo-woo. And, uh, you know, the more we start appreciating it, the more we are inviting these coincidences, synchronicities and good things into our life. So, you know, energy is a beautiful thing. And uh, probably once you experience it, you know, uh, you you enter a different world altogether which probably you know, we keep discounting and saying, okay, that could be a gut feeling or that could be you know, just a hunch. But uh, yeah, thank you for uh, sharing that, Sahel, because 
I'm sure you know so many people, especially in in the uh, you know entrepreneur world or you know people who are highly successful, they think that everything that people do is is based on logic. You know, it's based on analytics, and that's how you know. <laughs> that's how it was. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know um, most of us think things work, but. You know, the more I connect with business people, the more I connect with uh, you know people who really made it big. They always keep telling that there is something larger than themselves that is guiding them, and they just have to tune into it. And that is where the magic starts to unfold. So thank you for you know reaffirming that to our our uh, listeners and people who are watching. So thank you. So now, you know, I, I would just want to wind up this uh, beautiful podcast session with a rapid fire and some, you know, quick things that I would uh, want to ask you and know about you. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, which is your favorite book? Wow. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it, it was definitely the one that came at the right time and uh, was a big impact in my life. And that was the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Okay, yeah, because that really kickstarted my my morning routine, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Great. What is your favorite quote? Funnily enough, this quote is from Unknown, <laughs> but the quote goes like this. They did not know it was impossible, so they did it. I see that on your website as well. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, what is your favorite movie? Hands down, Shawshank Redemption, Great. with Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins. Awesome. What's your favorite superhero? Batman. Because he actually didn't have a superpower, but was still able to achieve a lot. Yeah, great. What's your favorite holiday destination? So many beautiful places in the world. <laughs> My most memorable and groundbreaking was Bali. Bali? Wow, mm. I really wish to go there. So, okay. Um, in one word, describe Sahil. <laughs> <laughs> one word wow energetic awesome okay <laughs> that's wonderful Sahil and you know, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for you know sharing to, you know such a such deep conversation you know people who would listen to this podcast I'm sure you know they're going to take a lot from it um, and uh, I would really want to also, um, you know, say that you're a very, you have a Zen-like feel to yourself, and you know, <laughs> please maintain that because I think uh, you know this this state is something that people, you know, want to be in. They are inspired. I, I'm seeing so many people inspiring to be in in that zone now, and uh, you are you you are there. So you know, just uh, want to give you a lot of blessings and love for for that wonderful smile and the you know the balanced persona that you have so thank you so much for being on the millionaire way podcast and i wish you immense success thank you for having me it was an absolute pleasure